So you decided you want to buy a gun, but how do you choose which one? You don't have time to test every handgun, rifle, and shotgun out there. NorCal Gun Vault can help you out. Yeah, the folks that work there are passionate about firearms. They hunt, they shoot. You can tell it's not just a job for them, and it shows in their ability to find the perfect firearm for you. NorCal Gun Vault is fully stocked with hundreds of handguns, rifles, shotguns, not to mention tons of ammo, dozens of accessories. Yeah, whether shooting is just a hobby, you're a hunter, or you're thinking about owning your first gun, NorCal Gun Vault has exactly what you're looking for. By the way, if cash is tight right now, but you really want to get a gun, NorCal Gun Vault will work with you to create a layaway program individually tailored to what makes sense for your budget. NorCal Gun Vault opens seven days a week, locally owned and operated. Check them out at NorCalGunVault.com. NorCalGunVault.com. It really matters when you're dealing with experts. Go to NorCalGunVault.com, NorCalGunVault.com. Are we ready to start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American. Can you believe in miracles? Yes, you can. On a shucky-ducky kind of day. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. I'm up and ready and running. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Talk radio has made people lack confidence in a lot of our existing institutions. The best place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Here. Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners. And here's their response. What CNN and, and others, I mean, not others, NBC is equally as bad, uh, despite the fact that I made them a fortune with The Apprentice, but they forgot that. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Uh, C, Senior. A dimly lit room. Get the music louder. I want loud music. This is show business. We're putting on a show from Studio C. Senior. As we head out on vacation. We're on vacation next week. Did you know that? Yeah, we are. Mm. You're either delighted or unhappy. I don't know which. You might be delighted. I'm delighted. Speaking for myself. I am bracing myself. I'm not sure I have the energy. For vacation? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure I have the energy. Not sure you're vacationing right. Oh, I, it's, uh, maybe I'm not, but my vacations with kids are, there's not, there's nothing relaxing about it. Zero relaxation. Or there's nothing recharging about it anyway. Mm. But anyway, and today we are under the tutelage of our general manager. Trump versus Putin. The capitalist and the communist eye to eye, nose to nose, face to face, comb over to comb over. Get it out! Comb over to comb over. <laughs> That's right. We were uh, yesterday looking up yeah. the, uh, the, the the sizes of the two people because Trump is a much, much bigger man. The tail of the tape. 
And, right. And, uh, you know, Putin uh, Putin lives in a pretty animal base instincts world. So I think there will be a certain amount of just size playing a role in the whole thing. Uh, I don't I don't see Putin being the least bit intimidated. He's been pissed off about that his whole life, based on the biography I read. Exactly. Read so he's, he's going to be small. extra belligerent. Yeah. So uh, he'll it, it'll it'll bring more of the animal out of him. There's a big person. I need to be extra aggressive. Down low, closer to punch testicle. That's what he's thinking. Is he going to try to say something to get under Trump's skin? Do you think he's going to play it cool, or do you think he's going to try to say something to get Trump to twist off? Meeting number one, Putin's modus operandi. I have been studying this extensively over the last 10 minutes or so. Uh, is uh, Meeting number one, friendly, cordial. You don't say anything about the election or... Uh... God, he could. Why wouldn't he do this? Why wouldn't Trump? Why, why wouldn't Putin say to Trump, "You're welcome, by the way, for getting you elected"? <laughs> why wouldn't he say that? I, I, What's I, the downside? Well, while that would be <laughs> hilarious, I think the <laughs> the media would go crazy, um, uh, taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. It would it would accomplish more of the goal he had when he started to messing with the election. You know, it could be it. it could be that circumstances are so different from those of the past that he might try something like that. His strategy is, is classic, you know, uh, intelligence agency killer. Uh, I'm going to walk into the room. The last thing I want you to think is I'm here to kill you. I want you to think we're buddies. Hey, good to see you, Trumpy. That's sort of that's the pro- approach he's always taken. And then he sticks the <laughs> shiv in when it's the most opportune moment. If I'm him, I do what I just said. Do do the uh, the famous Putin smirk and kind right. of walk out, right, <laughs> and let the world just start chattering. You would be building golf course without me, you know. <laughs> awesome. You know that's uh, they're clear on the other side of the world in Hamburg. I don't know what the local Hamburgans think, but uh, the local hamburgers, but uh, they are going to study the world. Study the world. I study the world. Study the world. That's absolutely right. Yeah, the people of Hamburg are indeed Hamburgers. They are. Quite literally. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Ich bin ein Berliner. Um, uh, let's say hello to everybody before we start the show. There's board operator Michelangelo pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, good. There was some excitement here at the uh, Radio Ranch uh, yesterday when I left, and there was cops everywhere, and it yeah. turn- turns out the bank below us had gotten robbed. No oh, kidding. Boy. Yeah. They just said an exciting? incident. Because of the incident, there was an incident, so there will be a police presence. You can go ahead and say what happened. Yeah, I mean, there was a crime oh, gotta, scene unit. Uh, there was cars everywhere. It was my very kids cool. will be so excited with that story. Yeah, oh. I was just trying to think about what type of robbery was it? Was it somebody just hands the teller a note? Did they go in there with a ski mask? Did they use the old-fashioned um, handkerchief over the, you know, over your mouth like they did in the Western movies? So I, I just wanted to know how it was robbed. You know, every time it happened yesterday. Anytime somebody passes us on one of the county roads we're on, driving really fast, was that guy speeding, Dad? Yeah. Do you think he robbed someplace? Do you think he's trying to get away from the police? Wow. <laughs> Wow, what kind of upbringing are you giving these children? <laughs> Surrounded by crime. We read too many... Uh, Debauchery. Too many of your spy thrillers. For your oh, kids yeah. Versions. Everything yeah. is about that. We're reading yeah. Hardy Boys. I mean, so there's a bad guy getting away in a car. So they're they're always on the look for, for bad guys, trying to get away. I kept thinking of the exploding red dye where they give them you know, money and then they... Sure. I don't know if they still do that. <laughs> sure. You know, Michael, the uh, classic bank robbery these days for uh, various reasons, including bank policies and the amount of cash on hand, is your uh, sunglasses and your ball cap, uh, I have a gub. You know, you, you hand them a note, and they hand you a couple Gs, and you get out of there. And 
and you risk 20 years in jail for $2,000, right, which, which uh, prorated is, um, let's see, carry the one minus uh, effing stupid. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> it is. It's but, just not a good plan. It's not only not long term, it's not even a good plan for like this month. Yeah. I wonder if they ask for, give me all your gold nuggets, you know. Like, what, what are you going to go off and do? Even if you got $10,000, now what are you going to do with that? Speaking of gold, I'm going to go rob William Devane. I want your gold. I don't have it here. <laughs> but you can order it by calling. <laughs> there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. Our assistant executive producer, how are you, Sean? Doing very well. We seem to be fully in the swing of the summer movie season. We had Baby Driver last week. I really enjoyed that one. Vince did not. We have uh, Spider-Man Homecoming debuting this weekend. Can't wait for this one. I'll be seeing this one later on today. Uh, the, the interesting thing to me as someone who looked, and pays way too much attention to the behind-the-scenes movie stuff. This is the first Spider-Man movie that's actually under the Marvel Studio umbrella. Uh, but w- long before Marvel was the most successful movie studio on the planet, they were a struggling comic book company in the late 90s. In an effort to keep the doors open and business afloat, they sold off the rights to s- two of their most prominent franchises, being X-Men and Spider-Man. To... Wow, and then so somebody else went and made all that money with them? Yeah, so they sold... That's, I didn't well, know that. They sold off X-Men and Spider-Man to Fox Studios, and they made several movies of, of each one of them. Uh, Marvel Studio then went back and got Spider-Man. This is now Spider-Man back under the Marvel Studio the umbrella. Broken? You is know, the... I, I actually grabbed the mallet to hit the gong, but I find myself <laughs> slightly curious. Fox did a really good job with the first God, handful, I'd though. Say. I mean, yes. they, they made terrific movies, so... Hey, well, I never saw the, the movies, the, the, but in terms of success, obviously. Yeah, the, the Spider-Man ones kind of fell off after the first one the second one was even pretty good the too. The Spider-Man but, ones? Do you yeah. mean the Spider-Man? The, well, there's only one Spider-Man. So what the Spider-Man. <laughs> my, my question would be: I love Willem Dafoe from the first one. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, Spider-Man. My question would be: Is this going to be a darker take on Spider-Man? No, no, it will not. It'll be, be a lighter this, take. This is a light, uh, hearted, uh, light-hearted uh, romp through the the high school years of one young Peter Parker. I love the casting of Tom Holland as he seems to really nail the character. I'm, I'm looking. There you go. <laughs> I'll be over here if you need me. There is Vincent, our senior executive producer. How are you, Vincent? You know when your bar of soap uh, begins to, to, to dissolve and degrade and then breaks into two pieces, and then you try to put those two pieces into one, but it keeps falling apart. And, yeah, you could go get a new bar of soap from from the, the drawer, but it, it, it's, it, you feel like you're giving up, so you stick with the two until they... Well, melts away into practically nothing, and then you throw. And you them alternate them. between them, trying to figure out which one's bigger. It's just you know, it's, Vince. You know what Vince has offered up? It's dissolved. It's broken in two. You try to put it back together. This sounds like America. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is an amazing thing that I do. I often question my own sanity when I'm doing that. What's a freaking bar of soap cost? Right. When it gets down to the last third, why don't I throw it away and get a new one? Well, I mean, again, prorating its usefulness over roughly, how long does a bar of soap last? A month? I bathe I once know. a week, whether I need it or not. Uh, I mean, it's it's pennies. Taking that little sliver and trying to rub it on my armpit and getting no no foam coming out of it. You know? lather. Where's my sweat. lather? Yeah, work up a sweat getting a lather. And you keep dropping it, but oh, you keep yeah. picking it back. And then oh, you keep yeah. getting sodomized according to the proper... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, why do you use body wash? Body wash. I use an axe body wash. That's exactly I'm actually shocked Vince doesn't use a loofah. I have one. Okay. (laughs) Just for decorative purposes? (laughs) 
My wife uses a loofah. I, I have not used it. There's Marsha Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marsha? Well, uh, continuing the celebratory nature this uh, Friday, I want to wish a happy celebrity birthday to one Ringo Starr. No! The B-Ringed Beetle turns 77. <laughs> Net worth $350 million. Is he really? Yes. God, only $350 million? Well, <laughs> Paul McCartney, who's 75, is worth, oh, about a billion. So yeah. that was a pecking order, I do believe. Well, and he wrote the songs. Yes. $350 million seems like a pretty good haul to me. I wouldn't be a, Oh yeah. I wouldn't be concerned oh, yeah. that I don't have enough. I'd go ahead and use a new bar of soap every day. Beautiful I, singing on Yellow Submarine. He's only uh, got $300 million. That's he's a shame. The, he's the lame beetle, in my opinion. Mm. Hey, now, lame beetle. Hey, now, wow, I met Mr. Wow. Starkey on two different occasions. He was always very, very pleasant. He seems like a very nice guy. He's the shortest beetle, don't you know? Is he? How yeah. tall is he? 5'5". Five, five. Tiny little guy. Five, there you five. go. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is, well, how did it get to be already? Friday, July the 7th, year 2017. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. You're from Hamburg, right? What is your message for uh, President Trump? <laughs> I think his jelly and in his hat have only a vacuum. That's all. You, you don't think there's anything to him. You think he's simply a vacuum. All big politicals, they have all his, her, her own mind. <laughs> so together, talk a little about <laughs> and um, all right. that's okay. it. All right, Marcus, thanks very much. Good to meet you. It's live uh, television, so we can't help. Uh, we'll have to just apologize for uh, a little bit of an expletive there. Let me just uh, walk uh, this way. One of the genius protesters yes. smashing up things in Hamburg yes. with their very complex, nuanced, well-thought-out plan for the world. An expletive? <laughs> <laughs> what the F is an expletive? Um, we'll talk more about that coming up. What, do you, what are the other headlines for Marsha Phillips? Well, we got high drama at the G20. Trump tweets as he and Putin get ready to meet while thousands of demonstrators take to the streets. And Elon Musk plans to light up Australia. Coming up, 635 Armstrong and Get. Finally! Aussie's living in the dark. How does the bag of mail look? Oh, it's fine. It's it's good. It's solid. We also have clips of the truncated week. Do we have clips of the week, Vince? Yeah, oh, it's fine. It's solid. Clips of the week after two days? Yeah. Okay. It's a little yeah. there you go. Oh. Clips of the 48 hours. <laughs> yeah, give me a good long Trump in uh, Hamburg moment. His speech was a blockbuster. Uh, so uh, we got all the stuff to get into today. Looking forward to it. Um, yeah, the, those those Hamburgans, uh, whoever was smashing up the streets there, the, the, the world's got to stop putting up with that. Got to stop putting up with that. More about that later on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Listen to this whole song instead of talking about anything. Fine with me. That's the problem with talk radio. All the yap, yap, yap. <laughs> you talk too much. That's <laughs> why so my kids say, Are you going to go off and do your bloody, bloody, blah job? Uh, it's the only skill I have, kids. How's it going? Good. So, when do Putin and Trump meet? I was under the impression it was going to happen while I started. I already have. I saw a, hands- I saw a handshake. Okay, so they already did it. All right. And so then they're going to come out and 
talk to reporters or people will speculate or whatever, we'll never for certain know what went on. No note takers in this meeting, which is a break from some precedent. Uh, on the other hand, there were note takers at the last meeting. They immediately leaked what happened to the detriment of our president mm. intentionally. Mm-hmm. It was a giant spin job and a screw job. So uh, the POTUS said, not this time. Just going to get together. We're, two of us are going to jaw. We're each going to have one person. I'm going to have Tillerson. He can bring whoever he wants. Tillerson's going to have brass knuckles kind of hidden behind his suit coat. And bam! Right in the face. That's the plan, from what I hear from my sources. A young, inexperienced John F. Kennedy appeared weak in his first meeting with Khrushchev, the leader of Russia at the time, the Soviet Union, and it led to the Cuban Missile Crisis because Khrushchev thought Kennedy was a pushover. So you don't want to come off as a pushover, which I doubt Trump will. Well, Obama came off as a fey intellectual as well. And so uh, Putin thought he could walk all over him. So I think it's important, Trump, come off as Trump. Give him the full Trumpin'. Project strength. I can't imagine meeting Donald Trump and thinking, this guy's uh, willing to do anything. Not thinking that. Wouldn't right. You, th- th- right. I mean, that, that, if you don't get that impression, I don't know what, you know. He's capable of any. Well, he's got a tweet this morning. I usually don't read the Trump tweets because I get excited to hear Vincent read them, but I've seen one of them, and it's it's unbelievable. Wow, I haven't seen it yet. It's, it's, it's exciting. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So, tr- so Putin, also incredibly unpredictable. Willing to take the gamble, stick his neck out, invade Crimea, for instance. Trump's got to invade Baja, California. Invade Mexico. Say to Putin, you think you're so tough? Look at that. I just took a chunk of a country, too. What do you say? What do you think of that? And then maybe grab, I don't know, Ontario. Who's going to stop us? The Canadians? Please. Please. Did you hear the Canadians are giving a couple million dollars to a terrorist who killed one of our guys in Afghanistan? No. Because uh, he was treated badly at Gitmo. So the Canadian courts are going to give him multiple millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I say say mass deportation of Canadians. The March North, they'll call it. Just take away all their stuff and make them March North. (laughs) Whoever they are, however old they are, mass deportation. Of the Canadian menace. The Yukon Death March. <laughs> they don't have to march to the Yukon. You just go to Montreal for all I care. But mailbag. Oh, wait. Caught him snoozing. Wow. Got him. <laughs> I was distracted by my own insensitivity. We have listeners. Take him a nap. We have listeners who live for that moment. <laughs> oh, damn it. All right. a board op who does, too. <laughs> First, yeah, Michael is happier than he's been in weeks. Uh, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. With CNN and, and others, I mean, I know there's NBC is equally as bad, uh, despite the fact that I made him a fortune with The Apprentice, but they forgot that. Kelly Chestnut, unofficially at 71. That would be a record here. They just threw him another one, 72 unofficial, which would be a record for the corner surf and still well. 101st running of the Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Contest. There you go. That's good enough. It was two-day weeks. So a far. brief but international cow there. Hmm? Mailbag. Woo! 
Guys, your blank app blows. Writes uh, Christian. It's not very Christian of you, Christian. Haven't been able to hear you at work for weeks. I'd have a better chance of picking up the show at work by leaving my car on the station, positioning myself in a way that my teeth fillings will be able to pick them up. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I guess I'm told somebody's working on that. Hey, turn the other cheek there, Christian. <laughs> oh, boy. Christian, trust me when I say, as frustrated as you are about this, we are more so and are endeavoring to do something about it. We're actually having a meeting with our agent today about it. Yes. Because something has to be done. Yes. If I think about it, sir, I will fly into a rage and say things that are ill-advised. Yes! That will make my mass deportation of Canadian screed seem tame and reasonable. (laughs) Here's a breaking shower thought by Jay, who's fagdy. He's a a recipient of the exclusive Armstrong and Getty titanium ascot. Mm. I have no idea what the hell he's talking about. Um, Oh, fag day one. Oh, I get it. He's a friend of Armstrong and Getty from day one. Yeah, I'm all sorry. the day one listeners, we send them out the, the what was it, the platinum mascot? Titanium. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, it's more a, uh, it's a, it's not to be worn, it's to be displayed on one's trophy shelf. But uh, Jay writes, great show, guys. Thank you, Jay. Nice of you to say. Uh, 500 years ago, a man with a smartphone in Google would be seen as a god, the all-knowing. There would be shrines to his name. A woman with the same information would be burned at the stake as a witch. Mm. You know, you're probably right, Jay. Probably right. The gal's getting the short end. Time immemorial. (laughs) In a lot of ways. Oh, boy. On the topic of your road trip, Jack, would you like to briefly uh, set this up? What you plan to do on our vacation? Um, Well, we we both take vacation. We don't vacation together. (laughs) For a couple of days, the family is going to the ocean in the RV. That sounds fantastic. Whilst like 10, 20-somethings uh, manage our ranch. Herd your goats, etc. And you're bringing... Feed the horse, puppy. watch the house. And the puppy's coming, too. Good God. <laughs> Did Jack- you say 10, 20-somethings are managing your yeah. ranch? Yeah. Is this like a sorority or fraternity that's taken over <laughs> wow any chance of a pajama party <laughs> you see the keg delivery coming oh, right yeah. as you're they're pulling so, out they're so clearly going to have a party wow uh are you familiar everybody with, to the horse trough <laughs> are you familiar with the Waze app w-a-z-e Mm-mm. it's like uh you know it's a it's a map map app and a, a commuting app house traffic app it's really really good but it it's constantly communicating so it's a real it You've got to have it plugged in, from what I understand. Anyway, just so you understand. For your trip, download the Waze app, and you can switch the voice for directions to Lightning McQueen. Your boys will love it. Awesome. I don't need directions. I know where I'm going. And I'm not going to be going anywhere where you get any cell phone service. Mm. And I'm going somewhere where there's no traffic. Tell you what, you head west, you're going to hit the Pacific eventually. Exactly. Right. We go uh, very, very far away. Even though we can get to the ocean quite quickly, we go sure. very far away to get to the ocean because then there's nobody there. Oh. And it's awesome. Oh, yeah. God, I go, I go to a, like a natural wonderland that's crowded with people. Well, yeah, what's the and point? I just, oh. no, that's fine. It's it's better than nothing. But a lot of people, I, I regularly have people say, why don't you just go right over here? Yeah, well, they, there's a gazillion people there. Right. Where I'm going, there's nobody. We will walk up. And, it's like the commercials you see on TV that don't exist in real life for the most part when they show a beach or whatever. Right. And it's just the couple. Right. It'll be us. It'll be me and the kids walking up and down the beach and nobody else. I like that. The only beaches I've ever seen like that, which were the most spectacular beaches I've ever seen, were in the uh, south end of Costa Rica. 
he says. Vacation wow. bragging. Uh, absolutely beautiful. Spectacular beaches. Take your RV, head to Costa Rica. <laughs> That's what I recommend with the puppy. Uh, let's see. Uh, here's a nice note from Al Anonymous. <clears throat> A&G, I have an idea how to evacuate the people of Seoul, South Korea, without alerting Fathead. We build a fake nuclear reactor on the edge of town. After a few months, it has a meltdown. We evacuate Seoul, then proceed to attack North Korea. Very clever. Uh, K-E-Y-S-C-W-A-A-G-A-F-H. Keep executing your starving citizens with anti-aircraft guns, you fathead. Sincerely, Al Anonymous. Wow. Is, uh, sign. Generally, the sign-off is uh, addressed to us and not the dictator of North Korea, uh, Al, but, uh, you know, as you like it. And finally this. <clears throat> Speaking of tourism... Oh, we're already running late. Ah, what's a boy to do? Eh, turn that over. Here's a nice note from uh, Pat. Pat from Discovery Bay, California. Fantastic. I'm hearing from folks from all over today. That's nice. Uh, Jack and Joe, using the proper spelling of my name, J-E-A-U-X, <laughs> went to this cafe in San Francisco yesterday with some relatives from Australia and thought of you. They'd heard of this restaurant and wanted to try it. So... Keep in mind now, the buzz on this restaurant, the hipster online, you've got to try it, buzz, had reached down under. Wow. The Aussies wanted to try this place out. Uh, I had no idea it was a toast-only place before I got there. It had a single piece of toast for $8. The patrons are exactly what you would expect. Hipster trustafarians. I even heard a little kid say... Eight dollars for a piece of toast? As he walked out the door, out the mouth of babes, I tell you what. That's the only thing they have? Yes. Toast only? It's a toast place. Eight dollar toast. That's all. Let's see. Here are your toast options. Well, only one option is eight dollars. That's the avocado, salt, and mashed pepper on everything wheat toast for eight dollar. For only five dollars, you can get the almond butter and butter plus sea salt on raisin, which sounds quite nice. There's the cinnamon sugar and butter plus sea salt on country. It's just, it's salted butter. But they've got to say sea salt because that makes your beard quiver more if you're a hipster. <laughs> and or your sundress jiggle for the ladies. <laughs> then you've got jam plus butter and sea salt on brown bread for $6. And cream cheese and sea salt plus pepper on dark mountain rye for 5 not to mention uh, coffee and espresso, an Americano, a macchiato, a cappuccino, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, K-O-E-T-E-D-T. Keep on eating that $8 toast. That's from Pat. Glad you and your Aussie friends were able to dine out. When you say sea salt, it really makes your beard quiver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, they have uh, fresh butter with sea salt in it. It was absolutely exquisite. Oh, that's unbelievable. We're we're an interesting beast. And you know, a lot I, of it has to do with, I'm telling you, because I have this grueling week coming up ahead of me, childlessness. You have kids, you don't have freaking time to sit around and discuss your toast options. You know, I got my testosterone tested this week, and I have absolutely none. I have no testosterone. Congratulations. That's so great. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. Come on in, China. What is Donald Trump tweeting about while he's meeting with world leaders and, and a number of important things going on? What does he say everyone is discussing Oh no! in Hamburg? Oh, golly. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
It's an historical day, Joe. Aren't they all in a way? I suppose. History is being made. Let's get to the news now with Marshall Phillips. Uh, At the G20, President Trump, Russian President Putin sharing a brief encounter ahead of their highly anticipated meeting on the sidelines of an international summit in Germany. So I've watched the handshake. Yes, they shook hands. I've watched it repeatedly. Have you analyzed it? Body language segment. I have analyzed it. Uh, uh, Putin going with a fairly big welcoming smile Hmm. and facial expression. Typical Russian. Right. Trump medium-sized smile, although Trump does when when they, they both... Both reach quite a ways forward for the handshake. Right. They, they don't; their bodies don't get very close together. And then Trump, with the other arm, comes up underneath Putin's arm and gives it a little shake, like yeah. I'm really, really, really happy to meet you, or okay. I'm a, or I'm way bigger than you, or who knows what that gesture means. <laughs> and then at some point, while they're standing there for pictures, Trump gives him a slap on the back. Yeah, nice. Thanks, thanks for getting me elected. Is that what that meant? Oh, wow. I'm working with Rachel Maddow now. <laughs> the official one-on-one meeting is set for uh, around 7 o'clock this morning, West Coast time. Meanwhile, Trump tweeting in between his meetings with world, uh, world leaders. Vincent Nicholas, official President Trump tweet reader, has those. Everyone here is talking about why John Podesta refused to give the DNC server to the FBI and the CIA. What? Disgraceful! <laughs> Wait a second. This morning? Yes. yes. Trump from Hamburg. Yes. Everyone's talking about John Podesta and why he didn't turn the email server over to the FBI. I don't what? believe you. I, I'm not sure that that's the case. Disgraceful. No, seriously. He said that today? Yes. Yeah. John Podesta? I'm, I'm not sure with North Korea and Syria and Russia invading countries and climate change and all the various things that they care about over there that... Well, and you got uh, thugs smashing up Hamburg. Probably people are talking about that. I'm really not sure that uh, on everyone lip on everyone's lips is the name John Podesta. Vincent, continue. What? What? Oh. What? what? Disgraceful. What makes him do stuff like that? I don't know. I do. John Podesta. And the email <laughs> server. The freaking email server. Oh, Lord. Seriously? You've got mail. He's out on the balcony. Locking she up. Yeah. (laughs) He's trying to get the protesters chanting lock her up. Uh, His most recent tweet. uh, I will represent our country well and fight for its interests. Fake news media will never cover me accurately, but who cares? We will hashtag MAGA. That's true. That is all absolutely true. I was, I was watching Charlie Rosen. Yeah. Very gulsy. Very gulsy. That's uh, German for lock her up. Awesome. I was watching Charlie Rose last night. Four guests on there. All four uh, Trump haters uh, talking about his anti-immigration speech and, and, and just everybody from the same point of view. Not even one guest who would throw out, you know, there's a lot of Europeans that think the immigration thing, particularly for Muslim countries, is not working out that well. There are millions and millions and millions of people who feel that way. Shouldn't you have one person representing that point of view? No, no, no. So Trump is right about that. The, the media does not express even anything close to the reality of what people think and some leaders believe. Outside the summit in the streets, protests and demonstrations so thick, the First Lady Melania Trump was not able to leave her hotel this morning. It's not fair for 20 countries of this world, or for 20 head of states in this world, to dictate on, to dictate on the guidelines or the rules. 
You had about a hundred police injured so far in the ongoing melee. Yeah, it is a melee too. It's insane over there. Almost it's a, run, a rolling street battle. Yep. Oh yeah, almost two hundred policemen have been injured so far. I don't understand why we put up with it. These are morons. These are absolute just morons. They are they are full on <laughs> anarchists. Their view of the world would be hellish. Yeah. Actually, I don't even think they think that far, the most of them. They just... No, they're caught up in it. They're excited by it. They're with their buddies. They get the black mask on. They feel scary. Right. You know, I I was tempted to jump in on your thought about uh, the lack of representation to... uh, Of what is plainly, perhaps even the majority of opinion. Uh, But it was so eloquent, I didn't want to sully it. But I will tell you this. (laughs) Don't sully my eloquence. (laughs) I, I try not to. Uh, I will tell you this, the frustration over that, that, for instance, the 60% of Americans, 60 to 28, who think the so-called travel ban is a good idea, 60 to 28 think that, see zero expression of that in the media. That frustration has been building for a very long time, and it elected uh, the blonde one. And and but and, and, and I see this to my frustration sometimes delight mostly that the power brokers in the media continue to miss that fact. It could reelect him. Oh yeah, that, absolutely. That, it could. that anger that you all are reporting things that I don't believe. Right, and the majority is that group. Well, and not only do you not believe what I believe, you won't even uh, concede its existence as a point of view, though it often. Represents the majority. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the world. That was my point. I expect the media, the mainstream media especially, the intelligentsia, to be left-leaning. But you got to have one correspondent who at least tips their cap toward the idea that immigration isn't popular with everyone and not just spend all your time talking about Trump's anti-immigration speech. Playing to the, to the hatred out there. Right. All right. All right. At some point, we should address the fact that you're wearing a lavender golf shirt, Jack. It's the elephant uh, in the room. I would call the polo shirt as I do not play golf. All right, polo shirt. I play a lot of polo. Oh, I know you do. The horse, the ball, the big hammer thing. You (laughs) love it. The helmet. Sure. I wear the helmet in case I fall off. You and uh, Prince Philip used to play on the same team, didn't you? Do you have a problem with the color lavender? Oh, not at all. Hmm. Not for, you know, men of a certain, you know. Well, Jack, life. Jack, you do have a fleet of horses at your ranch, right? I have one horse. I have a, <laughs> it's a small go. fleet. I have a fleet of goats. I don't know if you can ride the goats around and play polo. Oh, goat polo. Oh, can polo. you imagine? My dogs are way bigger than the goats. Maybe we should ride the dogs. There you go. Oh, we've got more to come on everything that's going on in the world. Stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Listen to that. That's Good terrible. Lord. That's terrible. What is that? That's terrible. That's a Wimbledon player, a, a girl. An American. Appear. An American a girl. A woman, a grown woman, Jack, sexist, misogyny. Well, is she? They're often 14. Oh, How old is well, she? in that case. She, she looks uh, of age, adult. They're, they're regularly the, the children. 
True enough. Especially on the girls' side. Yeah. Um, uh, falls and screaming in pain. Why would I want to hear that? Here's an injured girl. Want to see an injured girl? <laughs> no. No, it's disgusting. It's awful. Jeez. Well, to round out our sports segment when we're not playing sounds of... She's 32. That 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 is a grown woman right there. 32 is a grown woman. Um, I got a real problem over that the Wimbledon, all the big stars are either pregnant or hurt or not playing or whatever. And I mean, tennis is kind of taking the slide over the last couple of decades anyway. And when all your stars are out, it's it's tough. Um, uh, So Tiger Woods. I'm you, tempted to make a sexist note, but I think I'll pass. Oh, particularly given the time. Go right ahead. Oh, yeah. Coming up, we got a city in America that's looking at lowering minimum wage because it's hurting them. Which is kind of interesting. Sure, yeah. Don't outlaw starter jobs. How Americans eat their steak, we should talk about that. With their mouths. The alcohol industry is spending a lot of money to try to convince you alcohol is good for you, to get you to drink more. Done and done. But so, uh, uh, Tiger Woods, you know about Tiger Woods. So apparently there is there's there has been for a long time a rule among like sportscasters mostly to like take it easy on Tiger. Like an unofficial rule, because otherwise you you, you, you get killed. Is that right? Well, yeah. Uh, that's none of your business. Especially in the world of golf. He's so huge, it's bad for the sport to mess with him. Okay, Plus, he'll screw you. Yeah, he was notorious for not doing interviews with people who were not flattering in their coverage. Yeah, he has a Trumpian uh, uh, ability to get butt hurt and take his vengeance. Because I, I saw this headline, uh, WFAN voice breaks through media's wall of tiger protection. Um, that's one of the biggest sports radio shows in uh, in America who think Tiger didn't really go to rehab and is still an addict. And uh, really, they were reporting on that. And, God, uh, Tiger. Yeah, I was going to read you the tweet that he put out, but I've run out of time. So I forgot to go to rehab. Tiger. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that in moments. <laughs> Among other things, that whole uh Lowering minimum wage in some city, man. If they do that and they and they have measurable results from that, that could change this whole minimum wage conversation. And Oregon may have passed the worst law ever. Wow! It's the Armstrong and Getty Show.